everybody out this morning. Beautiful day out there. The Lord has made. And uh, we're all going to stand up. We're going to turn him number 155. And we're going to sing Victory in Jesus. Ain't you glad we got Victory in Jesus? Amen. Let's all stand. Tell somebody you're glad to see them this
Would you tell us about that, Brianna? Um, yeah, so he, uh, on the field trip that they went to, there was a little boy in her class, um, in Brooks' class. Um, there was an accident where he had fallen off of a hay bale and it had fallen home to him. Um, so he's having another surgery today. <laughs> he busted his nose. Um, without going into all the the detail, detail. Um, he just, he does need a lot of prayers. His family needs a lot of prayers too, but he's got a lot um, that's coming up, like as far as surgeries and things like that. So y'all just remember him. And they were, uh, I saw where they had a PayPal and all that other stuff. Yeah, and they so, did. Well, we might want to think of, you know, taking up a, a special offering for them. Uh, Helping them out too. So. What time would you know that name? Um, Fuller. Brittany Fuller. They said mine. Fuller. Okay. So let's remember them. Little boy on the field trip. Just don't expect things like that to happen. You never know. Okay. I just want to name. Harrison Fuller. Harrison Fuller. All over. All right. Let's turn to him number 
afraid. After this, Miss Jean, you gonna come sing for us? <laughs> I told her. Give me a dollar if I I promised I'd give her a dollar, and I am flat broke. <laughs> I got it. She's gonna owe you three. <laughs> All right, number eight. He set me free. Great was the pain and the loss. 
suffered it all because he loved me. Because he loved me, my Savior died on a cross, was crucified. No greater love by mortal man has ever been known. Oh, praise his student, <clears throat> he loved me so. Now I am his, he's mine, I know. Oh, he suffered it all because he loved me. <clears throat> and they carried him away, placed him in a lonely grave. Surely they thought that this would be the end of this man. But on that third and glorious day, Amen. God came and rolled the stone away. He arose from the dead because he loved me. I can't do no more. Amen. to do is he wants to take our praise away, don't he? Yeah. And he does. We'll go. He does. Uh, we're going to, well, that, let's see. We're going to look at, uh, let's start with John chapter 5 this morning. John chapter 5. And then we're going to look at, uh, Lord willing, we'll look at John chapter 5. Then we'll look at Philippians chapter 1. And, uh, and I'll get out of your way. Uh, so it's going to be a, uh, yeah, as we turn to John chapter 5. Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray, uh, Lord, that you be lifted up and glorified in all that's said and done here today. Lord, I pray that I get out of your way and let you have your will and your way in this service today. Holy Spirit, uh, you're welcome here. You are praised here. You are worshipped here. You are king here. You are Lord here. You are sovereign here. Uh, Lord, use my mouth, Lord, uh, to speak your word and your word only. My ears, are, Lord, are attentive to you that I may hear the word of the Lord and therefore proclaim that which the Spirit is saying to the church today. Lord, my heart uh, is, is uh, humbled and broken, Lord, today uh, and thirsty, uh, Lord, and, and it hungers for the word of the Lord. And, Lord, I pray, Lord, that you uh, deliver that saith the Lord to the church today, Lord. And I pray, uh, Lord, that something is done here today, that something is said here today, uh, that something... Uh, happens here today that changes the lives of your people, Lord. And Lord, as we humble ourselves under your mighty arm, Lord, uh, may you change our lives, that we be forever changed by the one who changes and makes all things new. We love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And so much like uh, our lives, uh, we're going to talk about the bonds that break barriers today. We're going to talk about that. Don't really know uh, what the Lord's going to do. Here's the sermon outline if you want to see it. So we're looking, we're looking real, I can't even read it. So I uh, just wanted to kind of bring that to your attention today. So uh, the bonds that break barriers, and we're going to talk about that a little bit today. And I want you to know the Lord's saying, uh, really impressed on my heart this week, that you know that you're not in God's way, you're in His will. Yes. You're not in His way, you're in His will. Some of the things that are going on in your life may look like that, that, that chaos, but don't ever think that you're in His way. You're in his will. You're in his will. And we talked about that just a little bit, touched on that. Uh, we talked about that last Sunday, how 
uh, that you remember the, the guy on the mat, how Jesus had showed up once again in the house, and, and if you thought that you had missed your chance and missed your shot, uh, be you comforted in this, uh, that once again Jesus showed up in the house. He was present in the house. He might have been teaching a different way and teaching in a different way. It might not have been a healing service per se in that particular setting, but the Bible says in Luke 5 uh, that the power to heal was present wherever Jesus was. The power to heal was present. The power to forgive sins was present. Uh, the power of God, God was there. God was there uh, to do that which He had set forth His mind to do. And I thank You, Father, for sending Your Son uh, to here to, so that not only I could be touched by You, but that I could touch You. That I could all, not only be touched by God, that I could touch Him. Because you know what? Uh, until He touches me, I can't touch Him. Yeah. Until, but then, you know, when He made me, He touched me. And he, and he formed me. The only thing in creation that He touched, and, and you know, ever since the day He's touched me, and Paul talks about it in Philippians. We might have touched on this. I can't remember. Uh, but the, the fact of the matter is, is because He's touched me, I've longed to touch that again. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I thought it was Amanda, but it, but it, it didn't satisfy I thought it was worldly things, but that I could touch the worldly things, and they didn't satisfy either. But until I touched Him again, you know, until I till I felt that salvation, till I till I felt Him, then I realized that that was the touch that I was actually longing for all of my life. And I, you know what? And I'm glad that the that He saw fit for Him to to touch me, so that He would know how I felt. We have a high priest that we talked about this last week who knows what it feels like to be touched with my infirmities, yet without sin, to feel what I feel. To, to understand what I understand. Now, I understand that He's sovereign and He's king and He's God and there's nothing that He don't know. I understand that. But for me to, to really grasp this thing, I, I feel more, more better. I feel probably in these. I feel more better. I feel more confident knowing that I had a God, though, who come down and, and He got where I was than me assuming He knows how I feel because He went to the cross. I know He knows how I feel. Right. I know He knows what I go through. I know He knows how I understand because He who was sovereign took on flesh so that He could feel what I feel and I could feel what He feels. Right. So that He could touch me and I could touch Him. So God stepped out of eternity, timeless, in, or, or, and, and, and infinite galaxies into space and time. So that he would understand that what we talked about last week, that once again he needs to go to the house because once again Jeff wouldn't listen. And time is short. 70 years, 30 years. Who knows how long that we have. So he steps out of no time into time and he says, you know what, I must be about my father's business because and redeem the time for the time is at hand and I set my face and there's a set time and an appointed time and there's a time and so he comes into time to know that there is a, a time here and I'm going to tell you uh, Hebrews tells us and the Lord tells us and the Spirit says there's no time like today. Yeah. There's no time not to uh, there's no time like today to get this thing right. There's no time like today. So he shows up again uh, because we wouldn't listen the first time perhaps. Uh, and he knows what it's like to be rejected. He come to his own and they rejected. I rejected him. He never rejected me. I rejected him. 
He understands what it's like. I understand what it's like to be rejected. Don't you? Don't you understand what it's like not to be liked? Don't you understand what it's like to get your feelings hurt? Don't you understand what it's like? So does he. And we talked about that, remember? And when he got to the house, the one who needed Jesus, there wasn't no room. So they come through the roof. Don't he understand what it's like when there's no room? At the end, Mary go to the barn and have him. No room. No room. And we talked about the four that brought brought us in. And you know what? I, I had four that, that, that really did that. And, and, uh, and, and, and just bear with me. Uh, my nanny grabbed one corner of the mat. My mama grabbed one corner of that mat. Amanda had a corner of that mat. And it's a toss-up between whether Papa or, or the guy that, I, that led me to the Lord had a corner of that mat. But I don't think, I didn't know him before then, so I would say Papa had a corner a little bit to do with that mat. And they brought me before the Lord and they laid me down and the Lord touched me in a mighty way. He really did. And, I, uh, and, and they left me in a place, you know. Uh, Papa had paid, paid the debt. Uh, Nanny had prayed me there. Mama had left me there. And Amanda had left me there as well. And I went to a Bible study. And again, y'all just give me the freedom to talk from my heart. It's just heavy. My heart's heavy today. And, uh, and, uh, and, I, and I listened to the Bible study and the man that led the Bible study. And you know what? I went back uh, to my room and I cried out to the Lord and my personal by myself. And I said, Lord, save me. And I'm a sinner. And save me. And he saved me, and the next morning I got up, and I went down like my nanny had always been the example, and I went down and I opened the book of Psalms, and I began to read every day, and I began to pray. Some of you know this story, and I began to pray, uh, Lord, keep me here until it sticks. Well, by the time I got to the book of Exodus, I was ready to go home. And so I prayed that the Lord would get me, let me go home, and he did. Uh, I, uh, they said they didn't even know who I was, where I, why I was there, and why my name had slipped through the cracks, but I was nowhere on a roster anywhere, and there was no reason I should be there. Who are you? And go home. And so that day I went home, and I'd been there about a month. And I'd been, if you don't know, I was in jail, and it was for nothing, just petty stuff. It was no nothing. I'm not a fell in. I don't have a criminal background or a record or anything like that. I had, uh, but anyway, and so to make a long story longer, uh, Nanny and, and, and them did that. Okay. And I'm thankful that they brought me before the Lord and they laid me down. But I realized in John five that everybody didn't have that. Everybody didn't have that. And John five says that there's a pool in Bethesda where a man lay on a mat 38 years and he laid there for 38 years. And there was five porches there. There was, uh, uh, what, is it, what does he say? Let me get there. Verse 2, chapter 5, verse 2. Uh, now in Jerusalem, by the sheep gate, there was a pool called Bethesda. has five porches. Verse 3. And there lay a great multitude. There it is. Impotent folk, sick folk. There were some sick people there. There were some blind people there. Um, there were some halt people there, withered people there, waiting people there for the moving of the water. Because the angel of the Lord came down every now and then and circled the water, and who, who went into the water uh, got healed. And that's the way this thing worked. And whoever stepped in there. So, so you find yourself there. Everybody didn't have that. Now this guy has the same mat. He's laying in the same position. He's, he's been there 38 years. And, and it, it, maybe he did have four people that brought him. But they just laid him there and left him there. They didn't 
put him before Jesus. They laid him before the water. And you know what? He was laying before people that was just like him. It was just like him. What, what, what was it? What, I forget what the very first one's called uh, because it's not a word we use. Uh, impotent. Sick folks. People just like him. Sick folks. Blind folks. The inability to see. You know what blindness is? It's the inability to perceive light. To you, you can't perceive light. Blind folks. Withered folks. Waiting folks. Halt folks. What halts you between two opinions? Why can't you make your mind up? Withered. Why can't you do that? Why can't you reach forth? Why can't you go? And then he says people are just waiting. And these people are just, just sitting there. They're just idle. Doing nothing. Waiting. And what they get to is, is now, I had, I had the people bring me before the Lord. But there's also, you know what? There's also another time in my life. Another time in my life uh, when I, I what do you say? Take up your mat and go your way. There was another time in my life when I was, Amanda, I did come home and Amanda went to work and Nanny went home and Mama went home and I was sitting there, me and my mat, wondering what I'm going to do now. And I'm still surrounded by uh, blind people. I'm surrounded by halt people. I'm surrounded by withered people. I'm surrounded by people just like I am because just because He saved me that day, I was still addicted, I was still had desires, I still had lust, I still had a terrible mouth, I still had a terrible mindset. He, he, he saved me. He yeah. saved me. Yeah. Is what He did. He saved me and He delivered me. So what do you do when the four leave? What do you do when the four leave? And you're surrounded by all these different kinds of influences People who can't see, people who can't reach you, people who can't walk in it, people who are sick just like you are in verse 3, these kind of people uh, that, that, that you've always been around. And you know what? In verse 5 it says, A certain man was there which had an infirmity 38 years. I was 28 years old when the Lord saved me. I had been laying there for 28 years. I had been laying in that condition just like him. 28 years. A certain man was there which had been affirming 38 years. And you know what? I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. And the Bible says in verse 5 or verse 6, but Jesus did. Amen. Jesus saw him lying there and knew he'd been there all his life. And knew he'd been there a long time. I was the only one that didn't know I'd been there a long time. Nanny knew I'd been there a long time. Mama knew I'd been there a long time. Jesus knew I had been there a long time, but I didn't realize that I had been laying there as long as I had been laying there. I didn't, I didn't realize it. And you know what? Nanny and him wasn't there that day. Well, they, you know, that night when I gave my life to the Lord, just, let's just think about it this way. And the Lord comes to you and he says, Jeff, you've been laying there a long time. You've been laying in that shape for a long time because I'm going to tell you now, I, was, I got saved. And I went home and I, to another house that had five porches of blind people, withered people, sick people, that couldn't waiting people that couldn't walk in what I needed to walk in. I didn't I didn't go, I didn't get into I didn't move into y'all's neighborhood. I wasn't surrounded by you. I was surrounded by the world. And I come into that neighborhood. And I'm sitting there and the Lord said, Jeff, you've been this way a long time. Been laying here a long time. Jeff, you've been this way a long time. <coughs> a liar all your life. Y'all give me some freedom here. And uh, listen, there's a 
Find Forrest Ashbull. Send me an email. We'll talk. If you if you got any questions, because I'm finna lay it out here. <laughs> finna lay it out here, because I'm gonna tell you what, it's real. It's we're going through some real stuff, guys. You don't think it's real. There's some people that ain't here today uh, because this is some real stuff we're going through in our life. Whether they couldn't make it here today on account of it, because they couldn't face it, because they didn't feel like it, very real. Jeff, you've been this way a long time in your life. A liar all your life. Been in some adulterous situations all your life. In some adulterous relationships all your life. Foul mouth all your life. Lying, cheating all your life. Not to mention how you treated your poor mama. Ain't worried about your daddy because you just like him. You didn't, you didn't take care of your kids either. Divorced just like your daddy and your mama did. Went down the same path they went through. You're drinking just like your daddy. You don't see your kids just like your daddy did. You see them, but you don't see them like you should. Yeah. Bless you. I'm telling you, it's rough. Took advantage of your papa when he carried you that day. Took advantage of him. Used your mama's unconditional love against her every chance you got. Because I'm going to tell you, unlike everybody else, she can't stand it, but she don't get tired of me. She says don't come back here asking for nothing, but she always give it. But I'm going to tell you now, one day though, she did. She said, I ain't coming. I ain't coming after you. Best thing she ever did. Best thing she ever did, but she never kept giving. She never kept giving. All the way you took advantage of your papa and used your mama. You hurt the only one you had left, talking about Amanda. You hurt her with everything you had hurt her. Your kids don't see you. Your family don't help you. Your ex can't stand you. Your ex can't stand you, and your boss fired you, and Metro wants to know where the truck's at. Metro's hunting a truck. And I'm going to tell you something. Had the enemy not said all that stuff, I never would have turned to him. Had the enemy not said all that stuff, I never would have said. He never would I wouldn't have heard the other voice that said, Jeff, how long will you stay that way? That's what he said next. That's what the Bible says. He says, will you be made whole, Jeff? Yeah. You've been this way a long time. And the enemy says, he's right. You've been this way a long time. Can't nobody stand you. Can't nobody be around you. Can't nobody be, can't nobody help you. Can't nobody do nothing. And the enemy's telling me all of that stuff. That's the truth. And the Lord says, will you be made whole? Amen. One, one sentence. Yeah. One sentence. And I quit listening to this mess and I said I will and you know what he said he said you know what it's not what your nanny did your papa did or your mama did the Bible says in both cases he told the man you gotta want to you gotta want to get up you gotta want to get up and take your mat and follow me you gotta want to do this and that's what he's telling him right here he said hey, will you will you do it will you do it and I'm gonna tell you what I said I will Lord and I got up I got up and it's, I've been doing this for I've been doing I ain't been doing this I've been doing I've been doing this for 16 years and it's it's one of the most fulfilling things I've ever done and it's one of the most rewarding things I've ever I'll ever do and it's one of the hardest and most disciplined things I've ever done as well because we have good days and the enemy tries to steal our praise don't he he tries to take it away he tries to take it away because even in this story it says who did this he said I don't know who he was. 
All I know is he told me to get up and go walk. And then Jesus finds him in 14. He says, go, go, go and sin no more because it's going to be worse. And he finds out that it's Jesus that does it. But the, the thing is, is until you want to, you'll just lay there. Yeah. And because, you know what I mean? I, thank God I had people that brought me before the Lord. But don't think that if you, last week, that if you didn't have those four, Jesus shows up here. They brought him to that house. And said, here, Lord, get him. And then he got around the 99 and the one was laying by the pool and he went to him. And he said, how long are you going to lay here? He's after all of us. He's after all of us. And I'm going to tell you what, it ain't been easy. It ain't been easy, but I got up. And I got up. And I had my devotion. And I got up. And, and the, like Nanny showed me, and like Mama told me, and like Papa did, and all these people did, because we do have such great cloud of witnesses, as the Bible says, that has went before us, that says this thing works. Yes. This thing happens like He says it. This thing's powerful and potent, and it works. And He's for you, who can be against you. And it's all these things that's happening. And I, and I just I just kept getting up and rising up and getting up and getting at it. And and you know what? It's just amazing. Uh, the th some of the things he did in my life. You know, me and Amanda, we get married. Uh, uh, we get in a good church. I, uh, in 2008, when the recession hit, uh, got a phone call, sitting at the kitchen table doing a devotion, said, hey, will you come down here and go to work for us? And we just, and when I get down there, they don't even have any work because it, the market's so terrible. And I said, well, what do we do? And they said, we don't do anything. We just wanted you on standby so that when it picks back up, we got you. That's why we got you here. And the Lord opened all these great doors to get me uh, to where He's got me. It's just amazing some of the things uh, that He's done in my life. Amen. To show Himself faithful over and over and over again. And now I'll tell you all of that. If you will, turn with me to Philippians chapter 1, please. To tell you this. Now this is Paul speaking, but it's but it's all of us. Philippians 1, chapter uh, 1, verse 12. Because I just want you to understand, brothers, the things that's happened to me have fallen out, brethren, to the fathers of the gospel. I just want you to, I need you to understand, Paul says. If you're going to understand, I need you to understand that just because all these things happened to me, they were for the fatherance of the gospel. Yeah. The, the, uh, have you ever noticed uh, I need you to understand that just because there's some I need you to understand what these bonds are because just because there's some bad news in your life it says it's for the fatherance of the good news the bad news exalts the good news it, the bad, I want you to understand brother the things the bad news that's happened to me were for the fatherance of the good news of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that's what these things are and you know what I can't help everybody and I can't do everything, but I'm going to tell you what. My life has allowed me to go farther than I ever should have went uh, because the things that were designed to hold me in place actually set me free. They, there were some things that were designed to keep me back. And they said, Mr. Phillips, we don't even know why you're here. We don't even know what you're where you, you lame, slipped through the cracks. You're free to go. The thing that was designed to hold me down was the thing that pushed me forward. It was the thing that, that got me. But but the I'm gonna tell you. But the deeper that the enemy dug, 
You've always lied, cussed, cheated, stolen. You've always been the hatred. They can't stand you. They're this and they're that and they're this and they're that. And he kept digging me and deeper and deeper and deeper. And you know what? The Lord kept filling and filling and filling and filling. And I'm going to tell you what, if you're going to build something great and big, it's got to have a deep foundation. And there is no other foundation but the foundation of the Lord Jesus Christ. So the deeper that the enemy dug this hole for me to drown in, the more the Lord filled it with goodness, mercy, grace, peace, and love. And look what is grown. And verse 11 says, or 10 or 9 or 11 or 11 says, it brings forth fruits of righteousness. The bigger the building, the deeper the foundation has to be. Dig it on, dig it on. Like I said, had he not, if the enemy would have just shut up, I probably never would have looked that way that day. Thank God he didn't shut up. Thank God he didn't shut up. The more the Lord filled it, the more he filled it. And now, it's a blessing because I've been on the up and I've been on the down. I've been beside and I've been on it. So now, Thank you, Lord. I know my place. If you can't find him, I can show him to you. Amen. I can help you there. Yes. Now, if you're real high up, I can talk you down. I've had to look up. I've had to look up, and I'm going to tell you, if you're well, real well down deep in sin, in the mire and the muck, I've been down there too. I have. I've been to the lowest of the lows where, where all I had to do was look up. I didn't have nowhere else to look. So I can relate to you. I can relate to you up there. Prideful. Don't, I don't need him. I don't need you. I got it all together. I can relate to him. And you know what I also can do? I can also be on the back corner and I can let you lead them. Because I can't help everybody. It's finna get hard on some of us and personal but I'm going to tell you I don't know what it's like to lose a wife I don't I know what it's like to be divorced but I don't know what it's like now, hear me out to lose a wife but I bet you brother Frank would be glad to help you and I'd be glad to grab one end of that mat as well and we'd go through it together with you I don't really know what it's like to lose a husband but Miss Joy could probably come alongside I know you're doing good, but Miss Joy could probably do better than me, but I'll be there for you. I don't know what it's like to, to be married all my life to the love of my life. But this is an example to anybody who wants to know what it's like. I don't know what it's uh, like. I don't know what it's like to be almost divorced and see God reconcile the thing because mine walked off. Mine left. Mine, or they get reconciled. But they, they're the example and the defense of what the gospel can do in your life. Yes, Hallelujah. Huh? Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know why. I don't know why these things happen. But I need you to understand, verse 12 says, it helps the gospel. It helps the Father. It's of the gospel. 
It helps me minister to you better. Because I'm going to tell you, I'm going to, and I'm going to just go ahead and clear this up in case there's any, uh, any, any dissension in the room. I have an ex-wife. And on her deathbed, I got to witness to her and leave her and give her the assurance that she was saved. I am the husband of one woman. If there's a Baptist doctrine out there that's against so let me just want to clear that up so that we say so that there's no I do know what it's like to lose an ex-wife. But I'm just saying if we've cleared up, I've not been married twice. She's no longer with us. And we might not put this one on online, but but just saying. Just saying. You gotta understand what your bonds are. And I'm gonna tell you, don't underestimate them. Don't underestimate your bonds. Don't underestimate your bonds, because I realize, and I, you know, and I, you know how I am. My Bible. This is what a this is what a sentence looks like. My sentence was uh, until you pay restitution, you're not coming home. The sentence turns in. This is what he can do with their piece of paper. The same place where the piece of paper that says you ain't coming home. Is another piece of paper, thanks to the Gideons, placed there that says you can do all things. You have all you are. You, you're safe. You're free. You know, and, and, I, and I miss it. Man, I miss. I miss. I miss them. I miss them. My Bible, I realize, looks like my papa's. I miss them. You know what? The guy that led me to the Lord, I have looked on MySpace, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, and everything. Cannot find him nowhere. Never seen him since. Never heard of him since. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody knows. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. I miss my mama. I miss my nanny. And I'm going to tell you, and, and, and I got all this past and stuff, but I'm here today to tell you. Uh, Paul says, I want you to understand this. Verse 13, uh, so that my bonds in Christ are made manifest. I pour, I'm open before you. Transparent as it gets, Paul says. But my bonds are made manifest. And you know what? I, I have today. Look, these, these things shackled. These things shackled me at one time. I was shackled by these things. But you know what? Now, these things are shackled to me. They're shackled to me. These things, and you know what? He's changed them. But they're shackled to me. Now, I'm no longer bound to them. But they are bound to me. It's part of my past. Somebody's asked me one day, would you change anything? I would not change nothing that got me into the presence of the Lord that got me saved. I would not change not one thing. Who knows if I'd have got saved? I wouldn't change nothing. I wouldn't change nothing. But Paul says, I need you to understand and don't underestimate when you look at me in these shackles, Paul says, know that I'm shackled to him. I'm shackled to him. So it kind of looks like this is what it looks like. The past may be shackled to me. I forget those things behind me. But he says in verse 13, but my bonds are in Christ. My bonds are in Christ. Now I say that to say this. Jesus Christ came Paul said, I attached myself to him. And now verse 14. And now, now, I'm confident in my bonds. 
I'm confident that I can use these to minister. I'm confident that these things, though they're dung, he says, they are fertilizer for growth. We went over that. All right, so I'm confident because who I'm bound to is greater than the things that are bound to me. How about that? How about that? Amen. So, I realize that. And so my Lord and Savior comes, and I know that this works. I know that this works. I know it works because my Lord and Savior came, and He lived 33 years, and He went to a cross. A hideous place. An evil place. An ending place. A fatal place. A death sentence. A place that was torture, that was for criminals, uh, that was it was the, one of the most despised and rejected places that you could find yourself. It was the most torturous place in the world and a finality and a death sentence and cruel and intimidation. And he, you know what, when he attached himself to it, it became liberation, it became reconciliation, it became justification, it became redemption, it became atonement, it became the, the, my salvation. That's what it did. So, so you're telling me that this, that that's one of the most cruelest things in the world when it's attached to Jesus becomes the only way to Him. And it's the same way here. Everything in your past that's attached itself to you, when it's attached to Him, it becomes freedom. It becomes liberating. It becomes for the fathers of the gospel. When he attached himself to that cross, it wasn't those things and despised anymore. It became my freedom, my ticket to heaven. And the same way that here, he's going to use these things to minister to you. We call them gifts and callings, but you know, it's really where we just went through the ringer. And we come out. We went through it. We went through it. And we stand here today living epistles that don't underestimate our bonds. Don't underestimate our bonds. And he says, and we're going to close with this. And he says, and because of these things, you know what? 15, some indeed preach Christ even of envy and strife and some of goodwill. Some people would say, and that's why I cleared that up a while ago, some people would say, well, you know what? You after all he's said and been through and you don't know what he's doing, he has no right to do what he's doing. Has no right to do what he's doing. God saved me. God saved me. They didn't. They helped him get me where I needed to be. And then it says there's others that, that preach, go get them, Jeff. Go get them, Paul. Look what God can do in your life. Look what he can do in your life. And he says, so some preach contention. And some preach out of love. But either way, he's getting the glory. I can't believe Jeff's up there preaching. I know how he used to be. Now, I know he's changed, but he still ain't got... He's getting the glory. And now while others say, I can't believe Jeff's up there preaching. I know how I used to be. I'm going to go listen to him. Hallelujah. The gospel's getting preached. Either way, he's getting glorified. He's getting glorified. In all the, I can't believe he, I can't believe he's doing this, and I can't believe how you went through this. Either way, he's getting glorified. And Paul says in this, and like I said, we're closing with this. In eighteen, he says, "Then what? Every way, whether in pretense or in truth, whatever it is, Christ is preached, and therefore I do rejoice." No, wait a minute. Wait a minute. 
That ain't good enough. That ain't good enough. I will rejoice. He says, I, I can't. I will rejoice. I will rejoice uh, in the 28 years of sinfulness that left me uh, and got me into the next 16 years of righteousness. I rejoice, not in the sinfulness, but in the Savior. I rejoice uh, that He gave me an opportunity to minister to her on her deathbed and make sure to give her the shirts and the hope that she was going. I rejoice in the Lord had brought my family back together and let my son come and live with me, not because she was a bad person, but because He restored the years that the locust ate and the canker worm. I rejoice. I, I do rejoice. No, I will rejoice and praise You because there's none other worthy, there's no other way, and nobody could ever do it like He did it. And I don't do rejoice. It's not something I have to do. I will rejoice. He says, and I can promise you that this is going to turn out for my salvation. That's what He says in 19. And I promise you because I know that this is going to turn out for my salvation. And we'll close with this. And Roman, as we stand, and as they come in Romans 1.18, John's standing before the Lord, and he says, I've got the keys. I've got the keys to the shackles. I've got the keys. And I'm going to tell you, 118 comes before the rapture. He's got the keys today. He's got the keys today. And you know what? He, un he unhooked everything that would keep me from doing this today, but He left everything that would ensure I was doing this today. Huh? He takes away the things that hinder, that try to take your rejoice. You said, give me a dollar, it don't matter, get it back. I do, I do want to, but no. You said, I will. I will rejoice. Amen. I'm happy glad in it. I know, go ahead, I know that, I know, I know, but.